Hey, what's up? Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about student loan forgiveness, student debt for forgiveness, some of the proposed policies, what may be, be some better options. And if you are thinking about going to school, you're thinking about your career in the future, maybe some other options you can do besides getting hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt in your name. And a lot of people think that this debt is holding up home buying for the millennial generation. So tune in. Hope you enjoy it. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, what's up? Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about student loans, some of the presidential plans to talk about student loan forgiveness. And this video, if you're thinking about going to school or back to school or you're younger and you're wondering what you want to do with yourself, this may, this video might be for you. It's more about, not if you have debt, but more if you are thinking about taking it on. So presidential candidates like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders have been talking about alleviating student debt. And this seems to be pretty popular because if you are 20, 30, 40, $100,000 in debt, if you can get that wiped out, that's pretty sweet. The thing is that student loans are one of the only debts you can't declare bankruptcy on. So you're always going to owe it. Some people don't know this, but this is a fact. Uh, and there's a couple problems I have with student loan forgiveness. One, it's not fair for the people who have already paid their money back. I think it's an injustice and it's kind of rewarding irresponsible behavior. Um, I think a better solution is something like maybe freeze interests or do reduce interests. Uh, and maybe there could be some sort of volunteer program with like government. If they're talking about big government programs, maybe you could volunteer with local organizations run by the government to eliminate certain debts and uh, kind of like a, a work payback program. Uh, but I just want to just show you this video that came that came on recently and then we can respond to it about some alternatives and what we can do. Ask one question. My daughter's getting out of school. I've saved all my money. She doesn't have any school. Am I going to get my money back? So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us who did the right thing get screwed. No, it's not even like that. Of course we did. My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacations, I saved my money. He made more than I did. But I worked a double shift, worked extra. My daughter's work, she was 10. So you're laughing. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. We did the right thing, and we get screwed. Okay, so she, he got fronted, she, Elizabeth Warren, got confronted by this guy in Iowa, and he's, he's pissed. And he has a valid point. I mean, why should someone who worked hard and was fiscally responsible have to pay and not get their money back versus someone who has debt? You know, I don't think that's really that fair. I think the best solution is probably freeze interest and then maybe have some sort of additional work programs that you could maybe volunteer for government or certain types of nonprofits that could expedite taking large chunks of your loan off. I mean, I you get grants, I think, from going to the military as well, but maybe in the private sector, that'd be good. So I think that's a good solution for people who already have debt. I want to talk about people who are thinking about going to college. I was actually talking to someone on Twitter, you know, thinking about, hey... I want to go to school. What can I do to not get so much debt? 
and she thought started this thread which I thought was pretty good. I think they wanted to do gemology or something like that. And there's a big push also now that I think towards the future and moving forward, I think trade schools are a really good option. I think that it's a low-cost solution to getting a very valuable skill. You'll see in the job market now, I, f I deal in real estate where I see a lot of people get, I see a lot of people's finances. And you'd be really surprised. A lot of people who didn't finish college and they do trades do very well for themselves for a lot of reasons. One, they start working four to six years before everybody else. So you have that no debt, learning a trade, earning income. Also, secondary, there's so many people in the job market now with liberal arts degrees. I have one. They're great for certain things, but they really just don't have a lot of practical real world value. It's, uh, you know, with liberal arts, it's trying to like teach you how to learn, but I think it's less important these days and I think moving forward it'll be less important as well. So I think if you're one solution if you're thinking about going to school and not acquiring a lot of debt, think of a trade program. Plumbers, electricians, iron workers. I was actually in the sauna maybe a year ago in New York and this guy was saying that there's a huge shortage for the iron workers and he was like, you know anybody who wants to come down, you make really good money. It's a dangerous job, true. But it's got a great pension, You, it's union, you, a lot of things are controlled, you know, are uh, negotiated for you and get paid very well. Also welding is a very good one. Uh, so that's one option you can do. If you want to go to school too as well, maybe, and you do want to go to a good school, maybe start out at a community college for the first two years and get your associates and then try to transfer to a more expensive school because, you know, some of these schools like... The one, like the one I went to, some of them are like a quarter million dollars. It's a lot of money. And you're going to be paying that off for a while. And especially if you have a job that you have an education that, that doesn't really translate into something that's going to be pay off, then don't do it. Then it's, I mean, it's just, it just doesn't work. So think about that. If you're going to go get a really expensive education, maybe start out at a, start out at a community college and then go to somewhere else because people only really care about what your final degree is from. No one's really going to ask you where you went to freshman, sophomore year, I can tell you that. So one, trade school. Two, start out at a community college and transfer. And then three, once you're at a school, really think about what your major is. You know, uh, I really didn't think about it and I kind of drifted around a little bit. I actually was one class away from a double major and I didn't finish it because I didn't have everything in order and I couldn't afford to go to school for another semester uh, or I didn't want to pay for it. So if you think about what you're going to do, maybe if it's like a business major or if you're in the hard sciences of biology or um, engineering, those types of skills can transfer into higher paying jobs to kind of justify large sums of debt to go into. Um, number th number three, no, sorry, number three, trades, community school first. Three, decide your major before you go. So I don't think it's really, I think some people are always rushed to go into school, but taking a year off to, to work or going to community college while you're trying to figure it out before taking on this huge debt is, is I think, is pretty responsible. And if you have pressure to not do that, then I wouldn't really worry about those people because I went to school with a lot of people who graduated two, three years later than the normal track record. And 
they were just fine. And I had a lot of people who started out early and they couldn't decide what they wanted to do and they ended up taking six years anyways and it cost way more. So that's something to think. And then also, if you want to go to school, one thing that people forget about, there's a lot of small grants that you can get from people. Go to your local, go to your local paper, find from like local business people. A lot of people, churches, they donate small like $1,000, $2,000 grants and uh, awards and things like that locally that don't get like advertised too much try to like stack some of those up you'd be surprised you know people want to have write-offs and they're willing to give people money it's like even like uh mike rowe he's got a whole scholarship fund for trades and blue-collar workers it's pretty uh his show is really interesting because he's kind of encouraging people to do that and i think the job market's going to shift that way as well and then lastly there's another thing if you're good at sports and you want to go to a good school, especially D3 schools who have okay sports programs, it's one of the easiest ways to upgrade your education without the grades or the SAT scores. For instance, if you're a really good football, basketball player, uh, soccer, these like really competitive sports, it's much harder to go to like a D D1 school and compete. And even when you go to D1 school, you might sit the bench, you might not make it the whole like get a lot of playing time, but maybe think about going to a D3 school with a good education program and getting a scholarship there because a lot of these programs a lot like five or 10 slots for freshmen to bring them in, you know? And once you're in the school, just because you don't play doesn't mean you're going to get kicked out. If there's a scholarship involved, you might not get a scholarship, but you'll at least you'll be in the school. Also, maybe transition to a sport that's less competitive. For instance, lacrosse. A lot of these like football players and basketball players and um, really high end, uh, you know, really top athletes who could possibly, you know, even go to like the Olympics or something, even for like wrestling. <coughs> Try out sports like rowing, lacrosse, uh, lesser known sports that aren't as competitive, but just because you're athletic, you could pick it up. Archery, things like that. You'd be really surprised. Horseback riding, check it out. Uh, so those are a couple solutions that you can use if you want to go to school and not acquire a lot of debt or kind of manage the debt in a, a more healthy way. And lastly, I think that, you know, moving forward, the government really should address this whole issue. I really don't think we should have free college for all this program for the, the Democratic candidates saying free college for all and eliminate debt. I think it's a really bad idea. One reason is just because it's free and you want to get educated doesn't mean it's good. The quality matters much more than the piece of paper. I think it'd be better to get programs where people could have free trades, you know, have government have grants to go into trade instead of college, because that's what's going to happen. If there's too many people going to free school, the job market gets saturated. Then an undergraduate degree becomes like a high school degree, and no one cares. And that's already happening. So. That's another reason you can't absolve, you can't just eliminate debt because who eliminating it, then all these people who loaned them out, you can't be doing that. Uh, and then lastly, the government shouldn't be giving kids all this money without understanding the full ramifications of having it. When you're 18 years old and you're going to take 50, 60, a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt, you don't have much work experience, you don't even know what you want to do. And then you have to go, maybe, you know, your parents have to go into debt or you have to go in debt. 
Why, how is that a good idea? I don't really understand how that's a good idea. I think that we should move away from that. And the government needs to stop guaranteeing these loans. Because if you don't know, all these loans are guaranteed by the federal government. They will be paid. You, you can't claim bankruptcy and not pay them. The government is going to give you those loans. They're backed by the government. And lastly, when the go government sponsors all this education for loans, it creates a bubble of how much it costs. I think it's something like every dollar they every dollar they they loan out increases the education cost by a full dollar. So that's thirty five cents on the dollar. That's a lot. And you can just see it over time. You know, it's creating this bubble. So even state schools, they know that these kids are going to get these loans. So each year, more and more kids go, they get these loans, the price goes up, the price goes up. And all of a sudden, you have a generation of kids who have useless educational degrees because they were either partying and didn't do a great job at learning, too many people have them, or they didn't pick a major that actually translates into a profession that has that has um, value in the marketplace. So that's not good. Uh, and then, you know, another last little tidbit here. I've been in business myself for over a decade, almost 15 years, doing a lot of things around the housing market. You can get trade skills or licensing to have a full profession or even like a side gig. So you can go to school and like just something from I know about, like you can get a real estate license. It's like five hundred to a thousand dollars. You get a license, and maybe you can get a license and then apprentice under a full time real estate person while you're going to school. Or you can get a a home inspector's license, or you can get an appraiser's license, which aren't that expensive. Which kind of you don't. It could be full time, or it doesn't have to be full time. You can kind of make a good balance, and then you know. You, with the internet, you can offer, you know, a lot of people, they want to invent the next Facebook, they want to invent the next Amazon, but realistically, a lot of times, doing simple things like painting, shoveling people's walkways, general construction, dog walking, New York City dog walkers, if you do it right, can make lots of money. So I think that that perspective switch needs to change where... You don't necessarily need to be at a startup company to make tons of money. You can live really comfortably and have a really, and you're good with your finances. If you understand personal finances, we're not going to go into that in this video. But if you understand that if you don't acquire a lot of debt, you keep your housing costs low and you have stackable skill sets over time, that's like not even, that's including your high school education, including your college education. If you go on from there, that you can make a really good living and not have lots of debt. So that is my wrap up on student loan and forgiveness. I hope you found it fun and enjoyable. I have a podcast called Ask Amadeus where we talk about housing, the economy, people, culture. It's fun. Ask Amadeus on the podcast. Go follow me on social media at Marcus. Amadeus on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and then Marcus Shot Real Estate on Facebook. I'm a real estate agent in New York City. If you need to buy, sell, rent an apartment, get a renovation done, you need contacts for handymen, 
appraisers, anything involved in housing, let me know. And if you're moving out of the city or you are in a different market, our network of real estate professionals can help you out. Just give me a call and I'll help you out. My monthly newsletter comes out as well. It's called Hello Neighbor. We give market insight and data for New York City. And I'll send you your own personal report if you're looking for neighborhood-specific data such as Greenpoint, Upper East Side, Midtown, Downtown, Williamsburg, Ridgewood, Queens, Long Island City. Cater it just for you. So if you enjoy, press like, subscribe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.